I'd applied for a leadership tra- um, development training and um, that was organized by the Commonwealth Secretariat in London, which is about the peace develop peace empowerment training for young leaders. About thirty people from across the Commonwealth to come together. I've never left my country. I have no idea what it is out there. So I had this opportunity. I applied for it. I got into this program, and then I traveled to Cyprus. They put me on a t- on a plane to Cyprus. All these expenses were paid for, and then I got to the airport first time. Fresh pa- uh, passport. I've never been out of Nigeria before. And the, the immigration officer in Cyprus asked me, "What are you coming to do here?" I said, "Oh, I'm here to attend this training, which brings together all these different young people across the world to do this summer camp." And then he said, "Okay, how much do you have with you?" I said, "I have a hundred euro, I think." I said, "No, you can't come here for two weeks and have a hundred euro." I said, yeah, that's all I have because this trip is paid for. My hotel is paid for. My food is paid for. And then I'm just here. I only have this hundred euro in case I want to buy anything for myself. It wasn't really right. because that's what. And he didn't believe me. He just said, no, you can't. You're coming here. You're looking. He just said, zoom. I'm migrating. Yeah, zoom. I'm here to stay. I'm not gonna go back to Nigeria like a lot of. You know what is in the media about people wanting to live right. and find a better life. He just stereotyped me. I'm just putting me right there into a box. And uh, it was going to deport me. The guy was already processing my deportation paper, and then the wow. other one just took the initiative to call the hotel to say, okay. "Let's confirm whether he has a, has a reservation there." Wow. And then the receptionist didn't even know because he confirmed I had a reservation there, but the guy wanted to know did I pay for it. Clearly, that was injustice. Clearly, that was prejudice. But. How did you turn that into something that allows you to do the work that you do now? So if you combine that experience with me now getting on that same program and meeting yes. other young people who are really doing very well, it just I went back. I told you I was angry. I wanted to just I need to make this country work. Until today, people always ask me why are you always going back? Why can't you? I mean, I could have easily stayed back in the, in, in the UK when I was there for after my studies. I had a job before. I could just easily just keep a very easy life, you know. Pursue my professional career in a law firm and just do whatever I want to do. But I told myself from that particular event. I remember riding on the flight back, and I was writing. I made a journal of what things I want to do, how I'm going to like do stuff, and I've always wanted because that was like a even in my country, even if I'm poor, even if I'm, I won't be treated like that. I won't be. I mean, the dignity of human is still not as crazy mm. as that experience I had for me. So it was right. like, even though I was excited to come. Yeah, that welcoming, that experience never—it wasn't really good at all. Yeah. So that was—it just like cemented my decision to say, you know what, I'm going to spend the rest of my life. I'm going to spend my the rest of my professional career trying to. I mean, a, a few other things happened after that. I kind of like shaped things up and then right. like, getting the degree, you know, going to get my master's, getting my law degree, other things kind of like made it easier to continue to work within the sector and do other yeah. things. But essentially, I remember as a young person. At that time, that experience told me I just want to be in this place to just make sure that no other young person, no other new, no other Nigerian, get to be in that position if I could, you know. Citizens in general, you know, mm. citizens have to be more involved in the whole process. Whether you're solving problems, yet in in politics, in in the economy, the decision process must involve not just voting once in four years or you're showing up in the ballot. Now, beyond that, how do you actually take ideas from citizens to solve even local government, you know, at mm-hmm. very town level, at small street level? How do you 
encourage people to solve their own problem themselves. International development, when you get resources from countries like United States or United Kingdom or other countries trying to help Nigeria or other countries in Africa or any other part of the world mm-hmm. progress or develop, there is, they should be able to incorporate that element of uh, empowering citizens to actually solve their own problem as against mm-hmm. helping them solve it for them because a lot of things that is not working is because the solutions have not been designed from within. It's not a bottom-up approach kind of a thing to kind of That's include cool. people to be part of that process. So, I've been to the UK. I have had my master's of that at my law degree and then I come back and I begin to do some work around ed- leadership. And then the biggest part of it would be when I had to do that registration thing I talked to you about for my nonprofit, uh-huh. where I knew clearly well that the only reason I couldn't get these things done is because the whole system is so corrupt. It's not just about whether I'm getting a driver's license or whether I'm getting a, I'm, I'm, I'm stopped by a police policeman on the road asking me for a bribe. It goes beyond that. It actually goes when you actually realize that even when you want to do something good, you will still have to, might be have to yeah. deal with corruption as a way to resolve your good intention to do something. I know that you have many different things that you have your hands in, but like you said, there is one thread that links it all together, and that is... The idea to make the world a better place, you know, make your society better, social change. So that's what I do. Whether I'm doing research as a as a PhD student, I'm do I'm going to do a topic or, or an issue that connects to that. Whether I'm doing training for young leaders in the university system, I'm still going to be make sure I'm empowering them with the skills they need to become better. To when they leave university, they can have the mm-hmm. skills they need to work. Whether I'm doing uh, a, um, social empowerment training for women, young women in colleges, you're still empowering them to, to become better people, to find opportunities in, in leadership and politically or socially, so wherever they find themselves. So right. wherever I am, the common denominator in all this work is the idea that as citizens, you can actually be more proactive. We can solve our own problems. We can, be, we can hold government accountable. We can demand. And these are things that's not common where I live, where I come from, you know. These are things that are like, uh, it's not every day, you know. After 20, 30 years of military dictatorship, you don't know that you can even be part of government. You can even, mm-hmm. you can go to vote. Maybe that's the most you can get done. So I'm happy to be able to like support a network of people who support other young people and or even older people to kind of become aware that as members of the society, they have the power to make difference. You know, whether I'm doing it, I'm in London, um, protesting a, a change in government policy. It's all about mm-hmm. making sure that we can hold our government accountable, we can demand better life, we can de- demand better policy that overall makes the bigger part of society works mm-hmm. better.